Blog Talk Radio. Father, 
thank you for this opportunity, Father God, to come before you and to be able to just talk to you and to, to pray and to spend time in the presence of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for every opportunity, Lord, that brought forth in my life over so many years and um and just the blessing of the time that we have in the prayer vigil and the and and the evidence that you provided us supernaturally uh in regard to the effectiveness of the methods that we're using to pray uh by calling down um your resources your angels into the dreams and visions of people uh so many um uh, confirmations um in in uh media reports that you sent us and it's just such a blessing father to be able to do this electronically even so much so much is going on right now and i can only imagine that the throne room is incredibly busy but yet you still even in the midst of all of these things you you take the time to encourage us to be our source of peace father we trust you from the bottom of our heart i love it that i don't even know why it's just a strange place to be in my walk i don't know who else is coming along in this direction at the same time perhaps but father we just praise you for the opportunity to 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 totally trust you we praise you for bringing us to a place in our walk where we wouldn't we couldn't deal with life. We could not, simply could not deal with knowing what we know and being privy to the depth of the darkness and the tentacles of the, we'll just say the hydra of Satan, uh, and to see these things happening all around us and many of them repeating over and over again and the the dismay, seeing the dismay and the confusion and the in other people's um, their their tone, their texts, their what, communications, what they say on meetings, uh, they're so befuddled. You know, Father, we praise you because in the midst of all of this. It, absolute crazy insanity that's going on across the world right now, of course, which we are so blessed to know what the end game is. Uh, Father, what would we do without you? What what would we do without you? What would, how in, how in all of heaven and earth could we possibly get through the day with such uncertainty unless we totally put 100% of our trust in you. And then we really do have peace because we know that no matter what, as long as we are doing everything we can to walk in holiness and righteousness and continuously um, examining ourselves, continuously confessing of our sins because you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, First John 1, 9, as long as we know that we're doing everything that we possibly can, we're trying our hardest and we're lifting our hands up to you to pull us through, to guide us out of your love, looking at the sincerity of our hearts as we sometimes drop the ball, as we sometimes take on a new, uh, we'll just call it an attempt to make major changes in our lives and our, and our practices and our and whatever it may be, uh, or whatever those practices may be, whatever it could be, you know, whatever it is, whatever 
the part of our walk is that we want we feel led to change because we feel led in our spirit believing that it might bring us to a place to even better please you and to feel a set free feel like because there's no better feeling father god to me and i pray in the name of jesus to everyone else who is either listening now live or uh, on a podcast at a later time i pray in jesus name that they have the same peace that i have and i don't like to leave the secret place of the most high i really don't like to leave it i watch the clock ticking down um when i'm not in prayer but I'm just spending time in your presence and I see that that time that I have to get up and and kick the day into gear and assume the the job responsibilities that have been that I've been blessed with and that allow me to bless others with and but I don't want to leave the secret place of the most high I don't want to leave your presence there's nothing more liberating more free freedom um, it just sets you free. It it releases all the stress, all of the burden, all of the frustration, all the things that we would naturally feel, the disgust that that that's associated with having our eyes wide open, and particularly for those of us who do. Some of us maybe we don't look around much. Some of us, maybe our only exposure is walking into a grocery store in Great Britain. Maybe that's it. That's all that we want in our lives. Maybe that's who we are in our walk. But some of us, like myself, because of the other parts of the programs that we do on Wednesdays and Sundays, as you know, Father God requires me to stay, well, pretty much with my finger on the pulse of what's going on around the world. A lot. And it is disturbing. And I just want to say thank you for being you. Thank you for being there for us. Thank you, Father God, for helping us to understand. Maybe without any, we certainly know time-based certainty. Time-based certainty. But from a relative standpoint, all things being relative, relative to where we were, 11 and a half plus years ago relative to where we were in 2016 befuddled confused why so many prophecies didn't come true we've passed by so many major milestones 2019 the 343 blood moon pattern the prophetic words that came from those whom we were listening to for many years that even targeted and called forth the first few months of 2019 as being pivotal. The prophecy of the, of the, um, the atheist who had died and you took to heaven and he was allowed to come back, live his life, that it was an incredible prophecy. I still think I have it on the website. And his conclusion after being taken to heaven and, and learning what he learned a decade earlier, 
was that the rapture would clearly take place before the end of 2020, yet it did not. It did not. And we look at the things that are happening across the world, and just as was prophesied by Brother Dan eight years ago, perhaps, you had spoken through him, and I knew it was you speaking, and you said, stop watching the time, watch the events. And I praise you, Lord, for that guidance, and I will never forget it because that was the turning point for me to be able to stop being pulled into the riptide of every um, rapture hypercycle. Actually pay attention to what your word says. Pay attention to the things and the events that are happening around the world and measure them back against your word to be able to follow along with the end times narrative. And everything changed. There's a certain peace that comes along with that where you're not constantly getting uh, pumped up over something that's not and disappointed. Very disappointed over and over again, a roller coaster ride of being very excited about the potential of leaving and having our priorities out of order. We know that we are to keep our minds stayed on things above, but we also know that in, we are all, in a sense, a type of a Peter, where Jesus said, If you love me, feed my sheep. And whether that's just feeding them out of, uh, Showing them love, buying them, buying, buying people groceries, uh, taking advantage of an opportunity to, ex, you know, say, say just the right words to the right person at the right time, even if it's someone we're passing by in the grocery store, past the uh, seven dollar a dozen eggs. <laughs> Father, you're awesome. Really, when, when it's just amazing to, to be able to see all these things taking place before our very eyes, and it's right there in the Bible. An ephod of, what does it say, an ephod of barley or something like that? Uh, is an uh, entire denarius, or is it wheat and then barley, I think? Uh, wow, how accurate is that turning out to be very rapidly? But then to also be privy intimately privy with the with the actual interworkings and the mechanics of Saint Satan's movements to be able to watch them not that not that it's pleasant and not that it isn't something we wish we could get far far away from as quickly as possible however it does it has an element of excitement to it because in the grand scheme of that relativity, the relativity of us finally being in your presence. As the scripture says in Jude, in the prayer in Jude, now to him who is able to uh, keep, keep us from stumbling, Jesus, and present us faultless before the presence of your awesome glory, Father, We want to be in that place. We pray that we will be found worthy, not just called, but chosen. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that any imperfections in our walk are brought in order 
in order that we can go into barley harvest, but not not as an act of, well, and kind of as a combination of, of both an act of hoping that we did a job well done while we're here, and we didn't just bury the talent in the dirt and hand you nothing from the blessing that you've given us. We hope that as part of the body of Christ, that you will touch us, use us, anoint us, place in front of us, allow our prayers to have unbelievable, I do mean unbelievable power. And knowing through that faith-based prayer that we're making um, unquantifiable differences in the spiritual realm, in the lives of people across the world, praying for the lost, touching people's lives, having our own prayer lists of people that are close to us in our lives. Hopefully it's a lot, and hopefully we build on it, and we stick with it. We praise you for this opportunity to be able to serve you, even in the capacity that we are right now, knowing that the black walls of hell are closing in on this planet. Seeing it. And you offering us that incredible, merciful, long-suffering, forgiving, loving olive branch. An opportunity to spend presence in your time. One which we hunger and thirst for now. And that hunger and thirst grows. Father, we love you. We love you and we love you, Jesus. We want to love you even more than we do right now. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will fill us so full of your love that it will overflow and we cannot help but gently, lovingly, humbly, and kindly touching other people's lives, buying them their eggs, getting them an extra 18-pack because you've blessed us. Thank you for blessing us that we can turn around and bless others. Father, we just praise you for everything that you are. Lord Jesus, we praise you for everything that you are. You are the wind beneath our wings. It's not if, it is a fact. You are the very wind beneath each of our wings. Many of us couldn't stand not even another day on this planet, on this earth, in this life that we're confined in as prisoners of Christ. Constantly examining ourselves, always feeling woefully unworthy, knowing that we are. But with your righteousness, Father, and your anointing and your helping hand, not only can we finish this journey but it can be profitable for you, Father. Glorious, worshipful, awesome, full of many talents that we can bring along with us in glory and joy, ecstasy beyond words. As you come to bring us out of this place just prior 
as best as I can tell, just prior to the worst part of World War III kicking off. And we don't anticipate it to be an easy road. But we hope that you will supernaturally protect us. Keep us in our dwelling places. Allow us to serve you, Father, even in the midst of those who surround us and want us dead. Lord, we pray that for those of us who do understand what's happening, that we will be the arm of prayer, the backbone of prayer and prayer power that needs to occur whilst our fellow brothers and sisters are running to and fro, completely freaking out, having no understanding of the scripture, only knowing what they think they might have gleaned from their church, if they even go to one, which, by the way, doesn't mean anything because the church is us, providing that we are in love with you, providing that we are intimately connected to you, Lord Jesus, and never happier in that sense, in that particular place, in that part of our journey, never ever happier than that time that we can be uh, just in your presence. Nothing else interfering, bugging us, no noise, no nothing, the lights out, blankets over our head if that's what it takes, but just intimately in with you, sharing all of our concerns, asking for lots of help, laying it out on the line, and knowing that if we continue, no matter what, that you're going to eventually bring us to exactly where you want us to be in our walk because we're hungry for it and we want it and you know that we do. And then the peace that passes all understanding falls upon our hearts and minds through the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ that just rises up within us. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that every one of us learns to operate, manages our emotions, manages our self-control, learns through your help, your assistance. How ironic that I would even be praying this with the struggles that I've had over the years and the challenges that you've, and, and the chastening and the mistakes. I think we all make them, and I think we all probably will make more, unfortunately. But, Father, you're so merciful, and we just want to thank you. Thank you for this program. Thank you for the electronics. Thank you for the computer systems. Thank you for the Internet operating right now. We're going to miss... I think many of us may miss. Some people may be saved by the by the lights going out because they're listening to the wrong things. But on the flip side of that, Father, I know I will miss. I wish that I could just spend all day long serving you, doing programs, just being in your presence. Thank you for changing each of us helping us in the ways that we need help the most, revealing to our hearts that which can be improved upon, giving us an opportunity to recognize 
when we're taking things personally when we really aren't even from here. And it's completely, it's utterly irrelevant. We pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that we might be so blessed to be able to be, to have our our dwelling places protected, that we might be those who you want to be on our knees praying for those of our brothers and sisters who are bouncing off the walls because they don't understand what's happening. And we don't want to be guilty of any of the sins itemized in Galatians 5.19, dissensions and contentions, and get into the foray of the disagreements and the things that happen on the Internet visibly in front of other people, which is not a good thing. Let us be those, Father, who are chosen to be on our knees and praying down the holy power of the throne room, the holy power of all the heavens, the holy power of all the angels down upon this earth when things are at their very darkest. We pray in the name of Jesus for that divine protection, Father. We pray that we, that you, we pray, Father God, that we come to a place in our walk where you are honored to honor us with that privilege to be able to serve you in a capacity without necessarily having to go out into the streets and I mean that might be part of it at some time and we we just have to wait and see what your call is and and how this each part of this breaks each, each phase of the of this timeline unfolds but Father, we just praise you. We thank you because now, comparatively speaking, most I would like to believe that all of us are still being well taken care of by you. I hope so. And that we will continue to be protected by your angels, by your divine presence, by the presence of the Holy Spirit, by Jesus as our mediator, by all the many miracles that surround us and become a part of our lives, a natural part of our lives. When we are walking in harmony as best as we can with your will. And we do need your help. And we love you for your help. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Well, tonight, hallelujah, is, I have no idea, Friday the 27th, January of 2023. Um, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and, since I was not able to replace that uh, app um, on my phone, let me see what it says here. Okay, what I'm getting here is, uh, it's not working out real well. Yeah, this seems to never work the way I wish it would. And I have to bend forward. I, I've, got to, I've got to find a Hebrew calendar that I can use properly. So I've got the 10th of, the 10th of no, yeah, 10th of Tevet 
uh, and it would be, um, I don't know why it says this, but this calendar says Tevet Dash Shavat 5783. So maybe it's just a dorked up Hebrew calendar because there are those out there too. Uh, but anyway, praise Jesus. The time now is 728 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. And tonight, because we love you, Father, we light the Sabbath candles. Doesn't have to be Friday. Could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I like to light three. One for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, these... I feel like I got uh, high-speed high burning seven-hour votives. Because <laughs> the last... Uh, I, I used brand-new uh, votive candles, tea candles, uh, at, on the last prayer vigil, and I've got hardly any wax left in them. So what, they definitely didn't... I, I'm pretty sure that prayer vigil wasn't seven hours long. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, also, let me share this with you. I might remember to share it on Sunday, but then again, I might not. I don't know, but I want to share this with you. So, this may be a bad assumption, but I'll toss it out there. Assuming that the people that are participating in this prayer vigil at this time whether it be live or uh, tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Um, Assuming that you have listened to the other programs that I've been doing, the Wednesdays and Sunday shows, as I've been, been, uh, as the Lord has been showing me more and more things about where we are. And, it's so hard to articulate where we are. What do those words mean? Because it implies specificity, which I don't have. I don't have anything specific. But what I can, from a relativity standpoint, if you understand where the, the, the concept of relativity, from a relativity standpoint, in the last couple of weeks, the Lord has revealed things to me that are shocking, <laughs> okay, way more than I really even imagined. So uh, if you have been paying attention and following along with the things that the Lord has been revealing to me, uh, such as the uh, Environmental, Social, and Governance ESG master plan of rolling in the Mark of the Beast, um, such as the I mean, everything and anything that has to do with Davos in 2023 and the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and all that weirdness. If you've been following along with that and listening to me unfold it, the intensity associated with the revelation of what role it plays and how rapidly it could be rolled out, how fast it can, I mean, even even Glenn Beck, without realizing it, used anointed words in the title of his video that said these things could, he essentially, essentially apply, implied these things could happen overnight. We won't even see it coming, but it, in so many words. It was literally typed onto the screen as a title for the video that he posted. And that was only introductory. The 
reason I bring this up is because, first, I'd like to share with you something exciting. I don't know about you, but to me, anything that is happening across the world, even if it is awful, is glorious. Again, Timothy chapter uh, chapter 1, verse 15. To the pure, all things are pure. You cannot reconcile that verse with a fleshy mindset. You have to understand that God is in control of everything, including Satan. You have to understand the magnitude of the meaning behind Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14, where it says, enjoy prosperity while you can, because when things get dark, remember that, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but when things get bad, remember that both things come from the Lord. So the... And you might say, well, there's other scriptures that say that God, you know, is all love and light, and why would he, you're accusing him of doing bad things. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that when our Heavenly Father lifts his hands, the key words are to be found in Second Thessalonians, roughly chat, uh, verse 3. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3-ish, three, where it says, until he that restrains is taken out of the way. So it's the restraining force of our Heavenly Father, the angels and heaven's power, combined with the prayers of faith, faith-based prayers, not ones that see, blessed is he who believes and has not seen. When, God's, when, when God or our, or our King Jesus, when they say the words, blessed are they that blank, that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. So I wanted to share with you this piece just to help make things more real. Because see, from a relativity standpoint, relative to what? relative to our departure, as compared to our departure, the relativity of our departure 12 years ago, 11 years ago, closer, even though we don't know when, how much closer are we from just a pure relativity standpoint based upon the things that are happening across the world right now? So I keep on getting more and more and more and more and more and more confirmations from God. And they just won't stop. They just keep on flowing in. They're coming in from all different kinds of sources. I don't even have to go looking for them. Someone, somewhere, will send me something that I need to see. So, and you may have seen the video that is flying around out there. Uh, evidently, it's it's getting some pretty heavy traction because my uh, Southwest Airlines retired brother, I call him brother-in-law, but whatever, a nephew-in-law, whatever. Um, he he sent it around to to you know his little collection of 
email uh, end times email recipients. So many people have those. Um, I used to do that too. Um, but anyway, but it, it, irrelevant, irrelevant. The, the sources of all the information are not important, and there are many different sources. But there is a, a video out there that's flying around that I may play the audio to this coming Sunday night. But I'll tell you a little bit about it. Briefly, it covers the the um, mind control effects of graphene inside the body, which is included in the mRNA shot, thanks to Pfizer and their satanic worshiping stuff that they're doing. But it's bigger than that. You've got to eat. So if we were to not fall um, victim to the sleight of hand, the fact that there are floods, absolute gushing monsoons of warnings all over the place right now about the, I believe it was the shooting of, of, a, of a black man who was carjacking on drugs. The police were telling him to stop. He is trying to break into another car, and they finally shot him. You know, it was like f- five black police officers who shot a black criminal who was trying to you know, had already done a hit and run. I mean, we're talking about some highly serious crimes. And he refused to obey, and they shot him. Well, supposedly right now, according to the reports that are flying all over the Internet right now, there are going to be BLM protests, you can believe, fueled by Antifa, pre prepared Molotov cocktails, bricks on pallets being delivered to towns. That's what they're saying. They're saying it is coming and it is coming gangbusters. Gangbusters. See, sleight of hand, folks. Sleight of hand. You know, at the end of the day, they're they're, the forces of darkness, the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, is going to need to keep people off their game. They have to distract them. They will successfully distract people. They will get them to force on, you know, focus on all kinds of things that are happening in, in the House of Representatives. They're going to focus on why hasn't Fauci been arrested yet because of the Twitter files. They're going to be focusing on the sleight of hand. All the while, the environmental, social, and governance scoring system is going to be massively rolling out faster than we could track it. It More and more companies are going to get sucker punched by it and have to be compliant with it, get their scores in order. They're going to have people placed on their board of directors, uh, a compliance officer for ESG purposes. The control grid is going to be cranking tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter while everybody's watching Antifa and BLM and Molotov cocktails and all this other stuff happening and things going on in the House of Representatives and stuff happening in the Ukraine war and discussions over Abrams A1 tanks and, and, and they're not going to arrive soon enough. Not that it even matters because there probably isn't even going to be a, a Ukraine is saved by that time. And, 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 you know, and they're looking at all those things, but, it, but then what's going on? What's really happening? What's relevant to the Bible? Who's watching what's relevant to the Bible? What <laughs> 
All right. Well, that was interesting. <sighs> yeah, I wonder if we're being monitored. That would be kind of cool. Maybe I'll have this. Yeah, I've been joking around about the helicopters landing in the cul-de-sac outside of my house now for quite some time. Maybe this will be my night. Yeah, you know, who knows? I even had somebody ask me, how, how is it you're able to get away with talking about the things that you talk about? And I, I tried my best to explain that it's a long story. A lot of people pushed me very hard uh, to move to YouTube. A lot of people pushed me very hard to go over to Facebook and do these live things where people could, you know, videos and blah, blah, blah. And take the show to YouTube, they would tell me. And I just fell to my spirit. No. I, I don't feel led to do it. <laughs> it's the only reason why we're still in existence. Praise God. But who would have known it back then? Thank you, Jesus. So when we look at when we look at all of the things from a relativity standpoint, all right, it is astonishing. What we have in place right now is the, is are the elements or the the control grid is is so pervasive. Hopefully, you understand the concept of pervasive. It's everywhere. They've been they practiced uh, this stuff on Sri Lanka, and it resulted in riots. They loved it that it resulted in riots because that's exactly what they want. The people that analyzed what they did in Sri Lanka as a test said, look, it failed miserably. Why would they even want to continue doing it? It failed. It, they, they stormed the Capitol building and, and toppled the government. And, and you know what? That's exactly what they want. That's exactly what they want. Of course, it was a successful test. What's happened in Venezuela? Another successful test. What's happening in Argentina right now? Another successful test. These things are happening all over the place. The, the lockdowns and the weirdness and the creepiness of Trudeau and how he just brushes off the fact that everybody in the entire country hates his gut. But he still walks around with that crap-eating grin on his face. And that's because he knows that he is in power from Satan. Let me tell you why I said that. Now, I can't tell you as a fact that Klaus Schwab is currently a host body for Satan himself. I cannot say that. But what I can tell you is what was told to me earlier today. In the midst of everybody making fun of the World Economic Forum, I see... I, I've mentioned many times that I use a what I call a highly tuned Twitter feed. I don't participate in it, but it allows me to see eight sides of the story simultaneously by the scroll of just a few pages. I can see I can I learned about the BLM riots that are going to be coming out. I learned about that just before the show. I see horrific behaviors of human beings in large quantities across the world, and it's absolutely horrifying. It's unbelievable that any human, let alone a heavily demon-possessed human, would behave. As a, matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm not saying this to be facetious. I'm just saying it as a fact. Most fully possessed by strongman demon people behave better than what is happening in many of the countries out there right now. 
particularly from the people that are part of Generation Z uh, and and the millennials. I, I, folks, I'm talking about if under 30, danger. And, and particularly the, those that are in European countries. Sorry if you're in Europe right now, but you are surrounded by psychopaths. Now, there are plenty of psychopaths here in the United States of Babylon the Great, and we're happy to share them with you. But I don't think you need any help. That on top of what all the horrible things that are happening to Europe financially. So basically we have this full-scale global financial collapse. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, praise Jesus, but the word has just recently come out. We'll see if it manifests and becomes a reality that Saudi Arabia has made a choice, and they are going to dump the petrodollar. When Saudi Arabia dumps the petrodollar, there is no such thing as a petrodollar. Hence, what happens? Now, you toss that together with a two-quatrillion derivatives market, which is holding up the, finance, the housing sector, which is way overpriced right now. I know because my house is not worth $400,000. I can tell you that. No way. It's ridiculous. And it's going to collapse. It's going to collapse when our Heavenly Father allows Satan to pull the lever. Because he's still restraining. Okay? When he lifts his hands of protection away, look out. But, but, so that's a global financial collapse, which we already see in full progress. And the various pieces are all there. It's in progress. As best as I can tell, it may be 95% there, if not more. Whatever, it, whatever call has to happen on Wall Street, whatever event happened in 2008 to collapse the derivatives market, Lehman Brothers going under, all that kind of stuff, whatever that event is, when that event occurs, side by side with the petrodollar becoming a non-entity anymore, we already have our bonds, you know, the, 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 uh, the bonds that people buy uh, in other countries, Russia, China, over the years, countries all over the world would buy essentially – I forget what they were called, but it's a type of, of a uh, – it's like a certificate, a bond that you can buy uh, in the United States. And you, you essentially hold part of the debt based upon the assumption that the debt will be repaid, based upon the assumption that it'll be like in the 90s and things will recover and yada, 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 yada. Well, people are dumping them. They're not buying them anymore. They're getting rid of them. So that's all happening right now. It's in full swing. I mean, it, it is like tally-ho and away we go. Nothing is stopping it right now. It is, it is a gigantic, gigantic snowball rolling down a monstrous mountain full of snow, and it's getting bigger, 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 bigger every day. None of the Twitter files have – it's all been debunked. The only person on the, that's in the mainstream media that's speaking anything close to the truth is, is Tucker Carlson. That's it. They're letting them get away with it because they're making them a fortune. And besides, the rest of the news media outlets are all saying he's a crazy. He's a wacko. He's a nutback. And they're still filtering, 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 censoring, filtering, censoring, filtering, censoring, filtering. The only place you can even get an inkling of truth out on the uh, social media is uh, Elon Musk Operational. 
on Twitter. And he, by the way, was not. I read all 800, I'm sorry, 80 pages. I went through, they were not in alphabetical order, and I went through. Uh, fortunately, I was able to get it in a format. The entire list of every invitee and attendee for Davos 2023 with Klaus Schwab in Switzerland. There was no Elon Musk. They do not like him. They hate him. And he is, in a, he is quite afraid of, for his life. He knows he's come out and spoken out publicly against them. Now, it's all of that, but you've got to get your arms around how close the fulfillment of the third seal is. Is it possible? I mean, 2024, Donald Trump comes back in to play. You know, did they shoot him before the, the election and say to heck with it? Does that start the civil war even before the election occurs? Is there even going to be an, an, an election in 2024 at all? At this point, Russia's moving quote, defensive nuclear weapons into Belarus because of Finland, you know, joining up with NATO and all that kind of stuff. Okay, what has happened is we have crossed the big red line. In other words, it is no longer NATO, you know, it's as far as the Russian Federation is concerned. Right now, they are in an existential war with Europe and the United States. It's not going to end with Ukraine. That's my prediction. That's why I keep my eye on it very close. There was a massive explosion a little bit earlier in the day today at an electrical station in Odessa. That's a sign that they're going to come in and swoop and take the whole daggone thing. Because the only act of mercy that Russia could, could do if they wanted to, which they don't, would be to allow what the remnants of the Ukraine to keep Odessa so they had access to the sea. But that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So you've got the red horse riding big time. Now, we also know about the, the, the Vilna Gaon vision, uh, Jewish mystic thing. A lot of those things surprisingly come true. How that works, I don't know. All I can say is, you know, Nostradamus. You can drop the names. A lot of that stuff is surprisingly accurate, and the Vilna Gaon has something like a 90-plus percent hit rate. Okay, so uh, and that that individual evidently <clears throat> uh, was quoted as saying or seeing a vision where Russia had moved into Turkey, Istanbul, and that um, at that point that the Jews in Israel were to don their Sabbath clothing because of the return of the Messiah, of course, it wouldn't be who they think it is. It would be the rise of the Antichrist. But think about it. Russia moves across, sweeps across, whether they go through a channel, whether they go right over, run right over Europe, which I doubt they would bother doing, because uh, they're just not interested in it. But, but 
they're definitely interested in getting the flaming monkey off their back. And who knows how angry they're going to be by the time they move outside of Ukraine. Because if there seems to be no limit to the evil that the West, we'll just call it the West, is willing to do to provoke them to an absolute worst-case scenario, which, of course, is totally biblical because they eventually bomb the United States of America with submarine-launched nuclear missiles, which their subs are already here. They're already here. It's probably one less than 20 miles from my house. So you've got the second seal well in progress. The third seal, well in progress. Matter of fact, it's almost like a tie, or it even seems like the third seal's like taking a. If it was a race, it's almost like the the scroll of the third seal's rolling out quicker than the second. But the second seal ultimately then becomes the fourth seal, which is World War Three. Twenty-five percent of the Earth is subject to death, which is the, you know. The West. <laughs> it's pretty much that simple. And it's and, and it's being unfolded before our very eyes by the Antichrist controlling a shape shifting reptilian that ref, that is being referred to as Biden. But I don't have any reason to believe that that's even him at all. But anyway, I get a call. A very unusual call. It started out with a text message, which I didn't pay attention to because no identification, just the phone number. And I thought I had fixed all of my contact problems changing the phone out. Evidently not. Evidently not. And um, I praise the Lord the individual texted me again and said, hey, are you there? How come you're not answering? And I said, I don't know who this is. Uh, My phone broke over the holiday and I lost some contacts. And he told me, this is Mark. And I'm like, oh. So I called him up immediately, fixed the contact, and he told me his story. Now, Mark is a really super ultra good Christian. Awesome. And um, he has a a family, um, all that kind of stuff. But whenever I would share with him what I thought was going on and where it was in the Bible, he would downplay it. And that's a common thing for 90%, if not 100% of the Christians to do. They'll downplay it. Oh, no, 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 you know, no, no, no. No, I don't see it that way at all. No, no, you know, this is is, that kind of thing. And, you know, no, 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 no. Well, he was very much like that when I first started to share stuff with him. But little by little, he started coming around because he was going like, no way, no way, no way. Because the evidence was overwhelming. But... He would always hold back a certain amount. Like, you know, I don't think Russia's going to do this. Or, I, you know, there's always that holding back thing. Like, it, like deep down inside, he just felt like the earth was just going to go on for another 50 years or 100 years or whatever. Well, anyway, 
he calls me, you know, up, or actually I called him and said, hey, what's going on? And, and he says, uh, you know, and we caught, you know, got the casual stuff out of the way. And then he says, I got something to tell you. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And this is what he says. He says, I really didn't think much about that whole World Economic Forum thing. <clears throat> really didn't give it an awful lot of thought. He kind of poo-pooed it. Now, in the meantime, I, I wasn't feeding him information about ESG and all that kind of stuff. He knows about it now. Uh, this is what he said. He said, I really didn't, to, to me, Klaus Schwab, Schwab, who gives a darn, no, forget about, whatever kind of thing. Well, he said that he has a good friend. I, I forget where they originally met, but it had, there was roots there. This is somebody that he has known for many, many years, probably going back even into his college years. And he said the guy was a ski bum. Okay, this guy didn't want to do anything. I mean, he was really very sincere about it. His only passion in life was to ski on a snowy hill. That's it. And that's what he did. Period. Well, one thing led to another throughout his life, and he eventually became very, very, very good and a ski instructor that was sought after. Um, very good, very sought after. He was invited to, to go to Switzerland to do some ski training with some people that uh, evidently his family knew. He got hooked up somehow. So, of course, naturally, they're going to pay for all of his expenses. So he gets on the plane, and, and you know, he's he's top-notch. I mean, dressed to the hilt, the best ski equipment, the best money could buy, looking top-notch. Because that's his thing. That's what he does. So he gets this invitation to go to Switzerland to a town known as Davos. <clears throat> and he is asked to join the couple that he's going to be doing the ski training with at a restaurant. So he's there in the restaurant sitting at the table with the couple that, that you know, that, that he's there to be with. And um, everybody's just kind of, you know, having their wine and chit-chatting and this, that, and the other thing, and the candles, the candlelighter, you know, the, nice restaurant, you know, kind of like, a, I'm sure it was, I, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know that much about the restaurant itself, the venue, but evidently it was a pretty nice place. And he said that this man came up to the table not even acknowledging, not even with a glance of an eye, his existence at all looked at the two people that the ski instructor was there to work for. And Schwab, uh, you know, 
basically, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, niceties. You know, how, how did you like everything? Thank you very much for coming. We are so happy to have you, you know. And then uh, he turned around and walked away. Now, that may seem like not such a big thing, except for one thing. This ski instructor was so freaked out that he called Mark on the phone to tell him what happened. He called Mark on the phone to tell him what happened. He told Mark, I don't even know if this guy's a believer. He told Mark that there was a palpable evil like Satan himself was in the room. It was palpable in the sense that you could feel it. It was horrifying to feel it. And it absolutely scared him. He was shook. And he called Mark to tell him about this weird guy named Klaus. And then Mark was asking me, do you think it could be Satan incarnate? I said, you know what? Maybe it is. But on the flip side of that, it could be, any, it could be a Draco reptilian, an extremely powerful one. He, he might even be the new Pindar, which, by the way, is a title that is given to the most powerful Draco on the earth at any given time. We don't know if the House of Windsor is above Klaus or not. We don't know what the pecking order is. What we can what you can count on beyond any shadow of a doubt that the dealings that we're seeing taking place, the ESG, all that stuff, all those plans, all those statements. If this isn't coming directly from Lucifer himself, it's coming right from his second-in-command. And to recognize that Obama is sitting two-block walk away from the largest Muslim, uh, whatever, worshiping facility, I forget what they call them, I don't care, um, in this downtown D.C. with a homosexual made to look – they even came out recently denying this crazy conspiracy rumor that, that Michelle Obama could was a man. Oh, how ridiculous, even though the vast majority of us have seen the physical evidence. And yes, I do mean the physical evidence. Myself included. I've seen it. Fortunately, only through clothing, but that was bad enough. Now, examine it, what we're looking at right now. Examine it all. People are losing it. Graphene, which is a which has the ability as a nanoparticle to receive signals, electronic signals. Now, you know, I know the 5G will eventually mature to a point where, there, where they will be able to use it in order to 
communicate uh, whatever it is they're going to communicate with. But if, but folks, I'm telling you right now, we're talking about, for example, the video that's flying all around the internet right now, talking about the graphene. Which, by the way, a friend of mine, Jason, who was going, who went to Harvard as a bio, uh, a bio something engineer guy. Okay, he he said that that the uh, scientists in Harvard were playing around with graphene back when he was in school, like you know, 20 years ago. He says there's a lot of great things that it could do, but after seeing that, boy, am I glad I didn't get the job. And um, you know, but it, they talked about how that it, it would hybridize. It's the concept of a super soldier. So you're not really human. You're half human, but you're you're a you're a new and improved human. You're you're a completely you're hybrid. You're controlled by this this grid, this Borg, this satanic hive mind. You're no longer human. Pure, you're not salvageable. You're sort of like a version version of the Canaanites, whom God sent his people in to wipe out, including all the animals. Why? Because they were hybrid, alien human hybrid. If any, as I watch the chatter of the ignorant who fail to recognize the power of the evil that we're dealing with right now and how deeply embedded they are into this hydra-like control grid, how utterly close we are to, I mean, oh my, oh my goodness gracious, think about it. It's unbelievable. We are so, if, if on a scale of 1 to 10, if I was to backtrack my mind to when Russia started their original um, special operation in the Ukraine about last February, give or take. If I would go back to that moment in time, I could not see what I see now. And what's and what about the confirmations? Why is God giving me so many confirmations? Why is Mark calling me up on the phone and telling me about some ski instructor that just met with Klaus Schwab and it was the most heaving evil that he's ever and he's freaking out because it's like Satan in the room? Why why are all these things happening to me like right now, right now, right now, right now? Why am I seeing all this stuff right now? There's got to be a reason. I'll tell you. I am absolutely convinced that we are far, far closer to the barley harvest. I don't know how much longer we have. I don't know if we're going to make it to a 2024 election, especially because Satan and his minions and the filth are aware that there are DeSantis's out there that are putting up we uh, legal weaponry against them. They, they understand they're sensitive to the fact that their master plan, it's not that the master plan is in jeopardy at all. It is not, and not even in the tiniest little bit is it in jeopardy. The people who are fighting against it think that it is, but they don't understand who they're dealing with. 
And they don't understand that it is the Bible. I've told my sister Paula so many times, Paula, stop trying to pray away the book of Revelation. It's going to come whether you pray about it or not. Oh, but this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, okay, fine, 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 fine. Praise God. So I, I... I I had to share this with you because, look, I know that this could drag on for a while now. I get that. Can you imagine how utterly tedious it's going to be? Think about it. The 2024 election, if we even make it to the 2024 election, it doesn't even happen until November of 2024. And it's January of 2023. Can you imagine the amount of damage, the amount of hell that can be brought upon the earth on all the countries? Look at how many of them are already on the verge of collapse. And every and people are starting to beat their chest thinking that they got... That weirdo, you know, no, nobody's got anything. Nobody's making any progress. Nobody's doing diddly. Oh, but, 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 no, sorry. But the Republicans and the, no, no. Is Fauci going to get arrested? Nope. Bill Gates going to get arrested? Nope. Klaus Schwab going to get arrested? Nope. Pope going to get arrested? Nope. Bill Clinton going to get arrested? Nope. Are they going to release the list of Grizzlane Maxwell's uh, book? Nope. I've been saying this for 12 years, almost. Come in July, it'll be 12. If we make it that far. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. I hope that you can embrace my attempt to pull your eyes, ears, and heart away from either willful, willfully not wanting to know about such things, because that's that can be that can be a bad thing. You do not want to miss the bar. Lee Harvest. I cannot say that more strongly, more emphatically. You do not want to miss it. And if you take your eyes off the ball and you are not ready and you are not seeking God and you are not praying your eyes out and you are not, uh, you know, uh, praying for the, the uh, um, uh, you know, the unsaved, if you are not putting a serious effort forth in your life right now, the chances of you making the barley harvest could be in jeopardy. And the only reason I say that with such an um, emphasis is because this is the worst thing I can ever, I cannot, I, if I didn't understand 
what God has shown me over all these years, I, the first watch, the second watch, I, you know, the, in 2011, I wrote an article called the multi-phased rescue mission based on Luke 12, 35, 36, 37. The, the incredible, unbelievable supernatural testimony of when I was sitting here with my car keys on the desk and I'm looking at the first watch key, a strange looking key that was a different shape than every other key on my keychain, which there were many. And I looked up and I saw that key and right on that key was written in the metal, first watch. I had no idea. I had already written the, the article. Eight plus years had gone by. I was just starting to figure out barley, wheat, grape, and figuring out which was which and where did they go and where did they fit in the Bible. And I'm looking at the key, and it says, first watch. Go on this journey with tears pouring down my face. I mean, pouring down my face, I'm crying so hard because of this key. And I'm like, first watch, key, Lord Jesus. And, and I'm like, I've got to find out where this key goes. Where does this key go? And I'm going down the stairs. I'm opening up cabinets, old old lock boxes. I'm trying it, jiggle, jiggle. I can't get anything to fit the key. Nothing would fit the key. I go out into my garage. I open the door, and I look out over the top of my SUV, and there, strapped up very high on top of some gorilla shells, being held up. Uh, with um, uh, bungee cords is this big, long, black plastic um, uh, luggage carrier that I bought 10 years ago from Sears because I was afraid I was going to have to run for my life because of what Christians were saying was going to happen with the Deepwater Horizon and how everybody in Florida was going to be killed and they were going to have to get, you know, uh, oh, just all kinds of lies from the devil coming from Christians. And it scared me because I wasn't a grown-up Christian. I was still, and I bought it so I could run away, so that I could throw some extra stuff, some extra luggage on the on the top of the, the SUV so that it was like my bug-out bag. The car was my bug-out bag. I needed to be ready to leave just in case I didn't have another second, and the Deepwater Horizon was going to explode, and Louisiana was going to be wiped out, and there were only two freeways outside of Florida, 75 and 95, and they were telling everybody it was going to be locked down, and you were going to have to get microchips on a bracelet on your arm to even be able to leave the state. This is the stuff that the Christians were saying, and I'm not going to name any names, but I will never forget about it. It scared me real bad, and it scared a lot of other people real bad, and it shouldn't have been done. It shouldn't have been done, but it was done. So I go over to Sears to buy this luggage carrier. I had put the luggage carrier on the top of the car. I don't remember why um, to carry something probably over a holiday or something like that. But it was such a pain to get to mount it onto the luggage rack that I left it on the top of the car, on the top of the SUV. And it pulled in very nicely right under the garage door opener. Uh, so I was like, why bother taking it off? I don't drive the car that much anyways. So I left it on the top of the car. And my neighbor, this is like Ten years ago, and my neighbor comes out. He never, hardly ever talks to me, and, and he came out, and he said I was pulling the car into the driveway, and he goes, hey, hey, he goes, are you ever going to take that luggage carrier off the top of your car? And I said, oh, 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 you mean the escape pod. The escape pod. 
That's what I called it. I gave it a nickname, the escape pod. Ten years later, I discover the first watch key on my keychain. I start bawling and, and praying to the Lord, and I hunt through the whole house. No idea where this key goes. And my eyes fixated on the escape pod. The first watch barley harvest, Luke 12, 35, 36, 37, key on my keychain opened one thing in my entire property that had the nickname of the escape pod. <laughs> you cannot make these things up. Praise God. We cannot miss it. We cannot miss it. So, for those who have had it up to here with all of the end time stuff, have had it up to here with the WEF, have had it up to here with all the weird, creepy behaviors, the LGBT element of P, the strange drag queen stuff, and all the other things that are happening across the world that are just absolutely make a person, anybody with any morals whatsoever, upchuck and puke all over themselves. Okay, but no, and I, hey, I get it. I totally get it. I have unplugged. I've done it bunches and bunches and bunches and bunches of times. However, right now, as best as I can tell, given all the stuff that the Lord has shown me as of late, I think it would be a little bit dangerous to unplug a little too much. We have got to get, praise his holy name, really close to our Father. Totally trust him. Speak it forth with the power that is within you. Understand the magnitude of the power of your prayers. Understand that when we are taking out principalities and powers, it's really happening. That fire of God is real. I have testimonies that are indisputable and unimpeachable from people in other countries that physically saw the fire swirling around my house and two eight-foot-tall warrior angels standing by my front door. Saw it, and I, they had no idea I was even praying that way. I bawled my eyes out when the person in, in Australia told me that, they, hey, 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 I can see in a vision right now. I can see your house in a vision right now. The fire of God is swirling around your house, and there are two tall, eight-foot-tall uh, warrior angels standing at the front door. And I started to bawl. Guy had no idea that's how, that I was praying the holy fire of God around my house. He had no idea. There's no way he could have known. These testimonies that I'm sharing are vital because you can flip around and watch all the old Derek Prince YouTube videos in the world until you're blue in the face, but you're not going to learn the things that you're going to learn right now. These things are pertinent and relevant to the time that we are in at this moment, at this very moment. And look Listen, hear, see, feel, recognize, be ready, because it is getting really close. Now, what does that mean? 
Are you going to be upset with this testimony if we're still here in 2027? Well, we could be. But I'll tell you what, folks. I have never seen in my whole life so many dots connect. It's... It's more than just thoughts connecting. It's like the Lord is pulling back a veil for me. Think about it. I get a call from Mark to tell me about Klaus. Please. This is all God. It's all God. And why would God do that? If he, If this information was revealed from the pulpit of any one of a thousand or 10,000 Pentecostal or Assembly of God churches or even non-denominational, take your pick, across the United States, it would be looked at as absolute insanity. No one would believe it. And they would wonder why anybody gave the person a microphone in the first place. God, our Father, knows that the audience that he has on this earth that will be able to receive these things is so infinitesimally small. And I'm certainly not, I, I have, I don't know. I don't know. All I, can, all I can testify to is what is happening to me, the things that I'm being shown, the timing of the things that I'm being shown, the impossible nature of all these things. And I'm not – it's amazing. I mean, I've come finally to a place where I'm not – see, I, it's all coming together now. All of it is coming together right now. The whole ESG thing, that can that can last a while. That, that they can they can roll that out for some time. The mark of the beast isn't going to be hand. And the barley harvest is going to happen a long time before the mark of the beast is handed out. As far as I can tell, I mean, you know, pretty sure I'm right about that. As a matter of fact, well, I'm not going to get into all the details of how I hypothesize and, and analyze the different major events in the Bible, how they may happen, why they won't happen this way, all that kind of stuff. But I will share with you what I shared with you tonight because it's so important. Compared, relatively speaking, looking at the events as we were commanded to by our Heavenly Father through the prophetic tongue of Brother Dan approximately eight to ten years ago. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see if I can find that prophecy. Praise God. Let me see if I can. All right, let me see here. i got to really squint my eyes. Okay, hold on. Nope, not that one. Not that one. Hold on. Here it is. Wait a minute. Hold on. Maybe the Lord will. Okay, here we go. I think this is it. I do not know how long ago this is. They don't have date codes on them. Listen to this. I'm almost positive this Brother Dan from God's Healer 7 prophecy, I'm pretty sure, is at least 
eight, maybe nine years old. Let's listen to this. The journey continues as destiny approaches. Time is measured not in hours, but in events. Let the humble man proclaim my glory, for I am the everlasting light. Remove turmoil, and what remains is peace. Remove sorrow, and there remains joy. Remove doubt, and there remains hope. Remove darkness, and there remains light. Those that seek me shall find me. Let obedience and perseverance, perseverance be, warded, be rewarded, for time shall tally all deeds. What was left fallow shall now be planted, for time is of the essence. Take hold of your lamp and be prepared for your maker, for what appeared in the distance is suddenly upon you. Did you hear that? Do not measure it in hours, but by events. Praise God. Look at all the events. Now, in God's timing, that wasn't all that long ago, but in our timing, that was a pretty long time ago. But I took that to heart, praise Jesus, because I wanted to get off the roller coaster ride of the rapture hyper cycles where and there's new ones out there i, I you know I can't help it. What happens is because of thousands of Facebook friends, I get people send me stuff they make they make groups of their friends, and my name is in their groups, and then I get sent things, and I see the rapture cycles and stuff. The rapture will be on this date, and it's like, you know, but anyway. <clears throat> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, so I just wanted to share all that with you. Um, for those of you who haven't heard anything about the first watch testimony or, or any of that, um, hopefully that blessed you. It's very, very real. And it's not just for me. That's the thing. As part of the body of Jesus Christ, if you receive a vision or a dream or something amazing happens to you, it's part of the body. We're all part of the body. I I don't want this to sound colloquial. I'm trying to emphasize that we are one in Christ. So when you know, a lot of times in the earlier days, I used to make the mistake of having like almost like a holy jealousy when I would hear about people being taken to heaven or this happened to them or that happened to them. And I'd be like, oh, man, you're so blessed. You're so blessed. Look what happened to you. Thinking that somehow it had nothing to do with me, that I was unqualified. I had, you know, it was all them. They were the blessed ones. They went to heaven. They had all these wonderful visions and dreams. And I was left out. But that's not how it works. The Lord will make sure, wherever you are in your walk, that you hear what you need to hear to go to the next level, providing that you're listening and you desire to please Him and love Him. Praise God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And looking at the time right now, we got still got some plenty, plenty of time, really. Praise God. But I did want to get all that out because it's so relevant. And you know what? It's the most relevant to those of us who want to pray, who to those of us who want to serve the Lord, to those of us who want to understand what we're doing here in the first place, who want the mystery of our lives the way they unfolded to come to a place where they make sense and bear fruit. We, we want consummation. We want it to come together. We want to see progress. And there's so much sleight of hand out there and so few are seeing it for what it really is. And when you do see it for what it really is, you realize, oh, wow. This is really, really close. Praise God. That's awesome. Father, I just want to thank you. I don't, I, stuttering. I just want to thank you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I thank you. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I love you. I trust you, Father, whatever you want to do. Father, whatever we need to do, we're going to do it. Father, we are ready for all. We accept all. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Father, that you will anoint us, that you will use us, that you will protect us so that we are able to serve you. Father, in whatever capacity that you need, we see the day approaching now more than ever before. It is an amazing thing. We have theorized about it for a long time. We've hypothesized at different times about certain events, but never before has it all culminated and come together into one perfect storyline that aligns beautifully overlays the scripture in a way that could only happen if, if you know, if, because of your anointing, your, your blessing, your, your touch upon each of our lives, allowing blind eyes to see. We praise your holy name, Father, and we pray in Jesus' name that we do nothing more but glorify your holy name and make ourselves ready as the bride of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray forever and ever. Amen. The Hebrew Kadesh. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Borei peri hagafen Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav v'ratzavanu Vishabat kod shobeyava uvratzon in chilanu zikaron lemase vereshit. Ki hu yom techila lemikra e kodesh zechelitziat Mitzrayim Kivanu vacharta Veotanu kidashta Mikol hamim Veshabat kodshecha Beava uvratzon him chaltanu. Baruch atah Adonai, 
Mekadesh HaShabbat. Praise you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Holy Lord Jesus, we lift you up and magnify your name, and we pray in the name of Jesus that the holy fire of God will surround around about our dwelling place, a thorny hedge of protection, Father God, around our homes, around our prayers, around our praise, that we will operate under an open heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, we come against all demons of darkness, any entity of the darkness, worker of Satan, live or dead human spirit, member of a witch coven. Anything that cannot call Jesus its Lord and Savior, anything that is doing any work of any type for the darkness, that at the moment that they set their wills against us, that they shall be immediately struck by the holy fire of God, burning him in the screaming agony in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, making a public spectacle of them in Jesus' name in accordance with Colossians 2.15. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Father, we declare and decree in the name of Jesus Christ and pray, please, for the assignment of a platoon of warrior angels for each of us on a search and destroy mission, Father God, to be sent out into our workplace, onto the walls, listening, hearing every word that is being said. Make good eyes blind. Make good ears deaf when they come in regard to us. Let them not think about us, Father God. We pray in the name of Jesus that we are able to serve you, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, that you, Father God, will divinely and supernaturally protect us, sending those angels on a search and destroy mission to, to ferret out every open portal and to shut it, to vaporize any spiritual or earthly weapons to, to, to wipe out and, and completely vaporize with the fire of God any fiery darts that are launched against us, any demonic contracts, any demonic agreements that they are completely vaporized in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and that these entities are struck deaf, blind, and dumb, placed under arrest, and cast into the pit. We declare the fire of God to weld the pit shut. We decree the fire of God to permeate the pit and to burn them in the screaming agony. And we plead the blood of Jesus to seal the pit, for only the Lamb of God can break the seals. We praise you, Father God, and we thank you for the divine protection. Father, we pray that this, that, that this is extensible, that this holy fire and a thorny hedge of protection, a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit that is the, uh, of, a, of hurricane force, Father God, incredible power from on high to surround us, to surround our loved ones, Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name for all of our loved ones that have not or are not quite right with you, Father, and we pray for them in Jesus' name that you will save their souls. We pray, Father God, that you will save their spouses' souls. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that any one of our, the members of our families that, um, that are not right with you, Father God, we pray that you will send dreams, visions into the deep parts of their sleep, Father God, that you will touch them and, and bring them. Lord Jesus, that you will show into their dreams and reach your hand out, calling them by their name. In the name of Jesus, if they are on a respirator, if they are unable to speak, if they are in a, uh, some type of a, uh, uh, a hospice, whatever the case may be, Father, we pray now in the name of Jesus Christ that you may be glorified and that even more souls will be one. We pray down your angels into their presence, Father God, to touch them and, and to bring them into the glory that you have set up for all of us. We praise you for that glory and we look forward to being a part of it. We look forward to serving you. We, praise for, we pray for your protection, Father, not so that we can have any easy way uh, through the days that we have ahead of us, although that would be nice. But Father, we, we pray it and pray.
primarily because we want to glorify you. And if we are in a situation where we are not able to glorify you, what good is it to the kingdom? Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will protect us supernaturally with the presence of your angels, that you will help us to operate under open heavens. We trust you, Father God. We trust you, Lord Jesus. We trust you, Father, when we raise our hand up to you, that you will lift us up and you will lead us in the direction that we need to go through. We know that if we continue to pray, it says, keep on seeking, keep on praying, keep on reverently knocking, and these things will be given unto you. And I can tell you from my testimony that that is a fact. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We need to keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on reverently knocking, and it will be given unto us. Do not give up. Do not give up. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bumpy roads ahead. Oh, praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for these days ahead, because you know why? We're going to be standing in front of you very shortly. Thank you, Father. We praise you for your awesomeness, because no words. You are awesome. Thank you, Father. Strengthen us, we pray. Give us joy. Help us to look around us and see how close we are to coming home. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us enter in to communion. Praise you, Lord.
Always revealed By the time we remember All scars will be healed As we long for your coming We imagine the feast The Lord and his bride When our waiting has ceased people that you may proclaim the praises of him who brought you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light who were once not a people but are now the people of God who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond 
of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you are also called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, pure, lovely, of a good report, if there is any virtue, there's anything praiseworthy. Meditate upon these things. Titus 1, 15. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Hmm. Deep. Jesus went a little further and he fell on his face praying, saying, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Matthew twenty-six thirty-nine. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by the angels, preached amongst the Gentiles, and believed upon in the world, received up into glory. 1 Timothy 3.16 We pray for purification based upon Psalm 51, 1-14 Have mercy, Father, on us. We are so utterly undeserving of your awesome, amazing love. According to your loving kindness, Father, we pray. And in accordance with your tender mercy, that you will blot out all our transgressions, wash us thoroughly from our iniquity, and cleanse us from our sin. Father, we have sinned a lot. We just pray in Jesus' name as we confess of them throughout mostly every day, really, so many things that have happened in our past that we pray have long been washed away. We recognize, Lord, that our sin is always before us. Against you, and you only, we have sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just, Father. Just when you speak, blameless when you judge. Behold, Father, we were brought forth in iniquity, and in sin our mothers conceived us. You desire truth in the inward part and in the hidden part, deep inside, you will make us to know your wisdom. Purge us with hyssop and we shall be clean. Father, wash us. Make us whiter than fresh fallen snow. 
Make us your joy and gladness that the bones that you have broken, that the chastening that we've endured will bring us to a place, Father God, where all of our iniquity and sin will be forgotten. Create in us a clean heart, we pray. Renew a steadfast spirit within us. Strengthen us. Give us determination and perseverance. Do not cast us away from your presence. Let us not grieve the Holy Spirit. Restore to us, Father, the joy of your salvation. And uphold us with your generous spirit. And then we will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners will be converted to you. Bring us through the trials and tribulations and the struggles. All the things that would concern anyone who didn't throw themselves into your hands. Knowing and trusting that you had been completely protected. And wash away all remembrance of any sin. God of our salvation. So that we may be guilt free. And our tongues will sing aloud of your holy righteousness forevermore. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord's Supper, Holy Communion. For I received that from the Lord, that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In that same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Honey, Lododi, Lododi Lee. I am my beloved. And my beloved is mine. Thank you, Jesus.
I will always follow you. To spread the word, to be a speaker of truth. I trust in you. God, Gospel Herald Ministries article entitled, Iran now has one of the fastest growing Christian populations as more Muslims are having dreams and visions of Jesus. Praise God. Awesome. Another headline, Christian News, uh, titled, "Newly, Newly Christian Families Driven from Homes in Uganda. And it talks about a, uh, I believe, a young lady named Isha Nambeya, yeah, 27, and her five, her children, it says her five children ages nine to two fled their home in Busalamu village, Bunkanga, in Luka district after her husband found her with a Bible and beat her on December the 20th, she said. Nambeya said she had put her faith in Christ only days before. In a dream on midnight of December the 17th, she saw a man in a white clothes who introduced himself to me as Esau, Jesus. Nambea told Morning Star News, he showed me two paths, one leading to a good life and another one leading to destruction. The Christ figure did not let her ask questions, she said. When I woke up, I was very fearful and trembling in the early morning, so I, I, so, so restless that I went to see a Christian neighbor and shared the dream with her. Nambea said she advised me to see a pastor near Nganga District. Her husband, Yazid Magira, was away on business, giving Nambea the opportunity to visit the pastor whose name is withheld for security purposes. She told him and a few of the church elders about her dream, and the pastor told her that that was Jesus inviting her to salvation. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Prophecy from 2019, May the 17th. The new intensity. My children, much is occurring in the realm that you cannot see. Imagine the timing. <laughs> wow. 
The battle is heating up into an intensity never seen before on Earth, and soon it will spill over into your realm that you can see it. You must prepare yourself for these changes. Plans are being put into action. I saw plans of attack like terrorist attacks, attacks on other countries, and much activity will soon break through from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. Pray. The judgments are set. They are locked in. Pray that you will be able to endure. Amen. We are the sons of God. We are the masters of the devil, and we are the servants and foot washers of mankind. Ezekiel 22.30 So I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. Father, Isaiah 6, 8. We heard your voice saying, Whom shall I send who will go for us? And here we are, Father. Send us. In Jesus' name. Isaiah 43, 25. Our Father said, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. Thank you, Jesus, for being our mediator. John fourteen twelve to 14 Most assuredly, I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Ephesians 3.20 Colossians 2.15 Jesus, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. He's referring to the cross. Colossians 2.15 Praise God. Sword of the Spirit Sword of the Spirit is the offensive weapon. So when you study, uh, and you know, it really isn't much studying required. It's Ephesians 6.10. You see the uh, armor of God. <clears throat> and there are you know, metaphors referring to the belt and the feet shot and the helmet of salvation, etc. But what I call forth to your attention, the sword of the Spirit, which is the only offensive weapon. The sword of the Spirit this, uh, is the Word, as it says in Ephesians 6, 10, 11, 12, etc. It says it's the Word. Well, what is the Word? The Word is Jesus. Where does that power come from? In us. We are crucified in Christ, and it is Christ who lives in us. It is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. So we are those who have the power to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think because it is the power that works in us as a royal priesthood. As a royal priesthood. Intensified prevailing prayer. By the way, I've believed this for an awful long time and I've preached it for an awful long time because it's true. Prayer is so unbelievably important to God. It is. It, 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 it was like before there was even time, 
back when Lucifer was the greatest created being, without going into all the details and reading all the scripture and doing all that, but there was a time, the reason why the darkness sees Lucifer as the great architect of the universe is because he was at the architectural table with Jesus and our Heavenly Father. But the darkness, the evil, twist it. They turn everything upside down, just like it says in Isaiah 29. So naturally, they convince their followers that the Bible is encoded, so you've got to flip it around to get it right. <clears throat> but again, all you have to do is look at just the scriptures that we touched upon moments ago, especially Isaiah 43:25, where God says he will blot our tr- out our transgressions for his own sake. He will not remember our sins. Put me in remembrance and let us work together. Well, how are we going to do that? What, are we all going to fly in a spaceship up to heaven and just, you know, barnstorm, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the New Jerusalem, <laughs> Mount Zion? We're going to be like, God, we're here. <laughs> we're here. Let's contend. Let's work together. Come on, Lord. No, it's through a prayer. We are the power of Jesus Christ on this earth. We are the manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ on this earth. We're it. And we have power that we cannot even begin to imagine. Oh, but how come I didn't see the an answer to my prayer and, 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 and Sally passed away and I prayed that she would... Probably because you were praying outside of God's will for one reason or you were praying amiss. There are... You have to understand certain things. You got to study your Bible. You got to mimic Jesus. Jesus didn't ask demons to come out. He didn't ask. He didn't say. He 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 took. Rise up and be healed. Be thou made whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Does it say right away? No, it doesn't say right away. But what if the Father? What if our Father? The scripture says, "Blessed." Uh, oh. Um, Yeah, blessed in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. There's times when God wants to take us home. If if our father has made up his mind that he's going to take take somebody home and we're praying that he won't, sometimes he will answer that. I, I have testimonies of people that that's happened to. But not always. And then you've got Isaiah. I'm trying to find it right here, right right here. Um, yeah, no, that's not it. Uh, it's one that I, I used to have it almost fully memorized, but it's, um, thank you, Jesus. I'm almost there. can't believe I've almost gone through the whole stack and I haven't found it yet. Watch, it'll be like the last one. No, no, fear not for I am with you. It's so awesome. And thank you, Jesus. Lose the whole prayer vigil time over one verse I'm trying to find. It's, it's Isaiah 57 one. I, I, the problem is my silly old computer decided to dork up on me here. 
Yeah, here it is, Isaiah 57.1. Of course, it was at the very bottom of the stack. That's just how it works, praise God. All right, like, check it out. The righteous perish, but no one takes it to heart. Merciful men are taken away. While no one considers it, the righteous is taken away from evil. Psalm 116.15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. It's awesome. I read this all the time. Intensified prevailing prayer is God's ordained law and method for implementing his redemptive plan in this age until Jesus returns. It is the highest, the holiest, and the mightiest effort of which a child of God is capable. All stop. Did you hear that? It's God's chosen way to bring heaven's power, heaven's resources, and heaven's angels into action upon the earth. Charles Spurgeon, who didn't even live in the 20th century, he said, those of us who know how to overcome with God in prayer have heaven and earth at our disposal. Intensified prayer is clothed with the might of God himself. This goes, why intensified? What is this intensified thing? Now, I could give so many testimonies, it would it would fry your mind. I mean, it's just amazing. But the intensified part of it is very important. You know, I, I can quote you the scripture right here from Second thing, uh, Second Kings 20, verse 5, where Hezekiah was essentially condemned to death, and uh, he cried out to the Lord. And our father said, I have seen your tears, and I will answer you. Because he knew it was coming from his heart, and he knew the tears were real. That's where the power comes from. Praise God, it's awesome. This is important stuff. The effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. Impassioned, passionate, intense, vehement, ardent, sincere, fervent, and heartfelt. Powerful prayers. Heartfelt. We know that the signs will follow those who believe, will cast out demons. We know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds in every high thing. Where's that at? Spiritual realm, where the principalities and powers reside. Where the uh, angel got detained until Michael came, or sorry, I think it was Gabriel, came down and sent him broke it up and or maybe it was I don't know I got to go back and read that I'm having a, a brain image but again um, it's it's all in Daniel and the angel pretty much told Daniel I wouldn't have made it if it wasn't you know for the archangel being sent down to set me free they were detaining me I mean it's all it's so amazing it's uh, and we have the power we have power now through Christ wow that absolutely is so far beyond what they had in those days. Um, Luke ten nineteen. never forget, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. God protects those who are doing his work. That's the moral of the story. Mark, Mark, uh, Mark 9.25, when Jesus saw the people come running together so that the Father may be glorified in the Son, he rebuked the unclean spirit. He rebuked the unclean spirit. He talked to the mountain. He talked to the stupid 
filthy demon. Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. I hate the filthy things. I want to be standing right beside the lake of fire, Gehenna, when Satan is cast into it for the last time. I, I just, oh, it kind of like irks me. I know God has a grand plan for this, and I don't understand it, and I don't think anybody in the world or all the, or the entire universe except for our Heavenly Father and Jesus understand it. But that whole thing about second Cog and Magog and Satan being left back out again, oh boy. All I can say is that please, in the name of Jesus, may every single one of us be adorned as a bride and be residing in our glorified bodies as as minor gods and light beings inside the mammoth New Jerusalem that's going to descend upon the earth as a gigantic, glorious, cube-shaped UFO. Hallelujah! Because that's exactly what everybody on the earth is going to think it is when it's descending. Won't they be surprised? Thank you, Jesus. And then we have some more guidance in Matthew twelve twenty-eight. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first finds his strong man? Then he will plunder his house. Well, this is all ingenious, glorious metaphor for getting the dagnabbit demons out of somebody or out of a town. There's always a hierarchy a, uh, at the head of the snake. It's a hierarchy, kingdom of darkness. The strong man is the demon in charge. You cut the head of the snake off and you kick him out and the rest of them come out easily. By the way, that's something that you learn if you do any kind of real deep dive study. Now, if you, if you do study under somebody about um, uh, spiritual warfare and casting out of demons and they don't tell you that, then you might – I don't care how famous and how lauded they are. They're, they're missing a very important step. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Also, then you also have Matthew twelve forty three to 45. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. And then he says, I will return to my house from which, he, which I came. And then he comes and finds that empty swept and put in order. And then he goes and takes with himself another spirit more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Why? So shall it be with this wicked generation. Jesus is letting us know. Because they failed to go and sin no more. Now, why do I bring these scriptures up, and why are they important to bring up before we start praying for the people around the world? Because really, of, of all the things that you do, praying for the unsaved is almost certainly one of the most important, bar none. <sighs> wow, is it important. We had on this program... Uh, I, I can't remember the fellow's name. I'm not going to take time away from the prayer vigil to find his name. I probably have the radio show that we did with him in the archives. It would almost certainly need to be sanitized because of copyright. But um, he is a missionary for Jesus. He is a Muslim. He lives, I do believe, in Indonesia, at least he did. Um, he, he Actually, I think when he called into the radio show, he was in New Zealand. But anyway, he that's how he got saved. 
Jesus came to him in a dream. Just like the articles I was reading a moment ago. So this is very important. And even during the radio show, I told him, I said to him, hey, you know, we actually pray during the prayer vigil for God to send angels and Jesus to come into dreams and visions of people around the world. And he he was taken aback by that. He was like, oh, oh, you need to keep praying like that. Of course, we had no intention of stopping. Praise God, but it was a wonderful confirmation. Dear Heavenly Father, for those who may not understand the concept of this golden bowl of forgiveness that you gave me, as a royal priest, each one of us are a royal priest. First Peter 2.9 says, you are a royal priest. You are a royal priest. That which you bind on earth is bound in heaven. That which you loose on earth, loose on earth, loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Okay, we operate in the heavenly realm. We operate in the spiritual realm. We operate out of faith. Our prayers are more powerful because they're out of faith. Believe it or not, way more powerful. Because I'm telling you, I've talked to people that have seen, they've been taken into the spiritual realm. They have seen the spiritual warfare happening. They have seen the principalities, the powers, the spiritual host of wickedness. They have seen the wars that take place up there. They have watched what happens when someone like you prays like we're about to pray. They saw the fire shooting down. They saw the uh, principalities being taken out one by one or in bunches. They saw the warfare. They didn't see the saint praying, but they knew where it was coming from. Our Heavenly Father responds to our prayers of faith with a far greater magnitude of power. Because it is from faith. The concept of golden bowl of forgiveness, you could call it a golden cup of forgiveness or whatever. I, You know, I don't get it. Sometimes the Lord just tells me to do things and I just do it. And, the, and then it becomes a testimony or something. You know, it's just kind of like how it's always worked in my life. But anyway... <clears throat> One day I was just, I was praying and I I don't remember all of the details, but I felt it was like the Lord said to me, go get a golden bowl. And so my natural inclination, I buy a lot of stuff from Amazon because I hate the shop and I'm a guy and all that. And um, <clears throat> um, so I go to Amazon and I look and of course they're showing like real gold bowls and they're like incredible amounts of money. And I'm like, well. I'm like, Lord, am I hearing you right? Surely you don't want me to spend this kind of jack on a bull. And um, and then I felt like it was impressed on my heart. I was to go to eBay. And so I did. And I typed in golden bull. And on the very first page was this golden bull. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like 14 bucks. 
And um, I, I went ahead and got it, you know. And um, and then when I took it out, I was like, I didn't even notice. It's covered in grapes. Grape vines and grapes. What are the odds, you think? What are the odds? And I was like, trying to figure out what is this all about and that was where the Lord impressed upon my heart I mean it was like so obvious I just knew that it was to be a, a golden cup a golden bowl of forgiveness that our, that God could pour out on people now in, in Revelation you know there, the, the translation says that many of the angels during the judgments in Revelation 16 are, are you know you got the trumpets and the bowls <clears throat> you know and but but that it doesn't mean just because the angel was using a bowl to pour out the judgment doesn't mean that the bowl was not a golden bowl. And it doesn't mean that the bowl was a bad bowl. It just means that at that moment in time, the angel was instructed to pour out judgment. Anyway, the point is this, that this supernatural series of events led to me getting this bowl that was covered with grapes and vines. And I knew what the Lord wanted me to do with it. And I've been doing it ever since. Now, whether or not you feel led to go there or not, some people do, some people don't. It is really symbolic. But what we're doing is we're asking our Heavenly Father to forgive. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Those are the most powerful words you can use. It disarms principalities and powers. It disarms them. When our heavenly... No, listen. So you go back up to the scripture where it says, um, and, uh, you know, then he goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter into all there, and last day of the man is worse, worse than the first. <clears throat> so what we're doing is we're praying for a breakthrough. When you pray spiritual warfare prayers for a third party, another person, or another group of people. Just as a Levitical priesthood had the ability to um, sacrifice animals, they were doing, well, why were they doing that? For the remission of sin on behalf of the people. We are the royal priesthood. So now we are symbolic. It's not really symbolic, actually. I mean, the, the, the concept of, the, of our Father pouring out on the earth, his forgiveness is symbolic in that sense, but he's really doing it, okay, because we're asking him as a royal priest, because it's what royal priests do. That's why you have Nehemiah in chapter 1, verse 6, uh, you know, uh, saying, I confess of the sins of the peoples of the lands of Israel. I confess of their sins. Daniel did the same thing in Daniel 9, 24. I confess of the sins of the people. What? How can he do that? You think we have that ability? I'm here to tell you we do. The fact. So, but here's the problem. We can't stop them from going and sinning no more. We're looking for a breakthrough. That's why we call down the holy fire of God around them, a thorny hedge of protection, to prevent the evil spirits from re-entering. Sort of like when Jesus said to that demon in Mark, enter him no more. What we're doing is we're putting a, whole, a, a cone, a sphere of holy fire around them, 
okay, and a thorny hedge of protection, a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to blow it white hot, to prevent the demons from reentering. We're buying time. And then we're fertilizing, I hopefully you know these scriptures, but Jesus has this big parable where he talks about how, um, you know, the, 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 um, his, you know, the seeds of truth from the Bible, from his word, can fall on different types of ground, different types of soil. And sometimes they take root, sometimes they get washed away. But we take also the time to pray for the crystal river and the living water to flow, the, the abundant grace of God to flow into the, into the people to fertilize that soil so that the seeds of our prayers will take root bear fruit, and the fruit will remain, which is directly pulled out from John fifteen sixteen. So it's a combination of the parable that Jesus used about the, you know, the seed in the soil, and then we are fertilizing their soil, the soil of their heart, and their soul, their spirit. We're fertilizing it with the crystal river, the living water. We're asking God to pour out amazing things. Wait until you see the Crystal River. Man, you can, you don't even, you get, you get into the water and you go under the water and you can like talk and you can talk under the water. You can breathe under the water. You can hang out with the fish. You can, and then when you get out, you're like dry. Oh man, it's, but anyway, so there's, scriptures upon scriptures upon scriptures that are wrapped around these prayers. Praise God. All for the purpose of saving as many souls as we can. Does it mean that every single person, does it mean that every single person is going to receive the presence of angels and dreams and visions that Jesus is going to lift out his hand to every single person? No, it doesn't mean that. But we're going to pray for it. Sure we are. Why not? Or is it possible that some of them are just not receiving it? Is it possible that some of them, you know, there's so many. If you if you study Romans chapter one, you learn that God, that man has no excuse, that God has made himself quite visible to pretty much everybody on the earth. So. You know, but does that mean that man isn't man? No. So the point I'm trying to make here is that people will go back into their old behaviors pretty quick, which is why I always read Matthew twelve forty three through 45. So shall it be with this wicked generation? We're, look, we're buying time. We're freeing them up. We're taking out some principalities and powers along the way. We're imprisoning and bringing down holy fire agony upon the demons and imprisoning them in pit. We're declaring the fire of God to burn them, to permeate the pit. So not only do we weld shut the pit and trap them inside of it, but we also call the fire of God to permeate, to go straight through the top of the pit and to burn them in the pit. Because greater things than these will we do because our King Jesus has gone unto the Father. Hallelujah. 
That is incredibly powerful. Greater things than these will we do. All right? This is of paramount importance, praise the Lord, to realize that up until this day, think about this. Did A.A. Allen do anything greater than Jesus? No. Did Smith Wigglesworth do anything greater than Jesus? No. Did Lester Summerall do anything greater than Jesus? No. Did anybody do anything greater than Jesus so far on the face of the earth? The answer is no. So at some point, we need to pick up the sword of the Spirit and start doing some stuff. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going to have, a, if my estimation is right, when things start getting pretty shaky... I think we're going to see a lot of miracles happening, but it's going to come from inside of you, and you're going to have to understand the power that you wield. If you don't have faith, and you don't believe, and you don't know as a fact that you have the power of Jesus Christ in you, and you can control demons, and you know how to do it. See, that's another problem. People don't know how to cast demons out. They don't know that you have to talk to the demon. Get out of him. Get out of her. And they don't understand that if you say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You get our Father to forgive the people. If you had a band of people, let's say there's 15 people standing in your front yard, and they got guns and knives and they're just going to come, and you're, you're positive they're going to come into your house and just tear it up. Now, if you've got guns and things in your house, guess what's going to happen? They're going to come into your house. They're going to take all of your food. They're going to rape your wife. They're going to kill your kids. And you're going to be sitting there wondering what happened. Because you had faith in a gun instead of faith in the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You were in sin and you were in iniquity by having those things in your house for that purpose in the first place. So you're going to get what you're going to get. That's why it's critical to understand the Scripture. It's critical to understand who we are and how we operate. If I, if I had a band of 15 people standing in my front yard, especially if they started banging on the door, I'm not going to go out and invite trouble. I'd rather spend my time on my knees. But if I had to confront somebody that in any way was threatening, I would be father. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. I'd look right at them and say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because when you say that, when our Father forgives them, the demons that possess them, that cause them to want to do bad things to you, to hurt your family, are disarmed. They no longer have a right to stay in that human body. I, I, I so desperately hope and pray in Jesus' name that you understand what I'm saying. When we had Henry Groover on this show, he was giving testimony about how he was doing his prayer walking thing in the Middle East. And he was walking along, uh, you know, I don't remember precisely where, and I don't think he actually said, but he was captured by Hezbollah soldiers. Uh, 
evidently by a cave or something, and they grabbed them and they drug them inside the cave, and uh, one of the soldiers uh, put you know put him in a stranglehold, and took a big knife and put it right to his neck. They were just going to kill him. I mean, you know, he's some white guy walking around, you know, by one of their hangouts. <clears throat> and um, the Lord told him, he heard the Lord's voice crystal clear. Pray, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, but do it silently. And so he did. And the spirit, while he was very still, he said, Father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the, the Hezbollah guy threw him down on the ground and said, get out of here. He got up, dusted himself off, and walked away. Just by Henry saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The demons that were causing that man to cut Henry Groover's throat wide open. Those demons were disarmed. When those demons became disarmed, the desire of that man, that Hezbollah soldier, to kill Henry Groover went away. All right? So um, this is extremely important uh, to understand uh, because um, it is the key Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Once they are, once you pray that prayer and they are forgiven, the demons are going like, uh-oh, we're in trouble now, because they have lost their legal right to stay inside that person. And the person no longer has, they're, they're sitting there thinking, I'm going into his house to kill him. I'm going into his house. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go into his, okay, and then you say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The demons stop talking. And then he's looking at me and saying, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you, demons of darkness, don't talk to them. Talk to the demons. Demons of darkness, come out. Strong men, I cast you out and bind you into the and cast you into the pit. In Jesus' name, I call down the power of God upon you all. Receive Jesus Christ. Just be bold. I'm telling you, it will work. I would have no hesitation whatsoever. Now, like I said, I wouldn't go out to look for trouble, but if I, if a situation came upon me, I know that that's, I, I have YouTube videos of people that were being held up in, in uh, stores, in malls, with guns. Uh, uh, one cashier lady said, you know, uh, you know, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And the man took the gun and threw it on the ground and ran out of the store. I'm not sure if he took, threw the gun on this story. I have to go back and look at it again, but he definitely ran for it. The, the, you've got also another testimony. There's so many testimonies. The testimony of the little old lady. She was like 90 years old, and she just prayed for the guy and getting carjacked, and the guy just gave his life to Jesus right in her car. Just amazing, praise God. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. 
That's the backstory. It's important to understand that backstory because when you know why you're praying, how you're praying, and why you're praying, and what the scriptures are that back it, it's an amazing thing. And then God will confirm stuff for you. You know, like those articles about people giving their lives to Jesus, Jesus visiting them in their dreams, angels visiting them in their dreams, souls being saved because they're showing up in their dreams and their visions. And then, of course, you have the scripture, Job 33, 14 and 15, King James, it says, God speaks once, yea, twice, but man perceiveth it not, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, to save their souls from the pit, and to seal their instruction. Amazing, isn't it? It's all there. Praise God. All right, let's see. Oh, good. Oh, good. Praise God. I was trying to just remember what continent. I like to walk the world in. And you know what? The one that is next up in my prayer life is Europe. And boy, oh boy, does Europe need a lot of prayer. If If you guys have seen some of the stuff that I've seen that is happening over in Europe right now, especially with the people under 30, there are demonic manifestations occurring. It, it's just unbelievable. It's, 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 you, can't, you look at it and you're like, I, I, you can't even believe you're seeing what you're seeing. You, you really just can't believe you're seeing what you're seeing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, Father, we symbolically, of course, hold up before you a golden bowl. And we ask you, Father, as a royal priesthood, please, Father. In Jesus' name. Father, we know that we are praying within your will because you would want not one to perish. And we ask you, please, pour out a golden bowl, well, just like the bowls that the angels used for the judgments in Revelation 16. Please pour out a golden bowl and let it be full of glorious forgiveness, Father, directly from the throne room. Pour it out upon all of the peoples of the lands of Europe, Father, in Jesus' name, from the north to the south, to the east and to the west, the good and the bad, as it says in Matthew 22. Father, we pray that you will forgive them. Father, please forgive them all. Forgive them all, for they know not what they do. The hundreds of millions of people across all of the lands of Europe, from the far western sides of Ireland to the far eastern sides of the Ukraine, to the far northern sides of Norway, to the southern sides of Cyprus and all lands in between. Father, we pray for the land. We stand in the gap before you, and we pray for the land and the peoples in the land. Father, forgive them. In Jesus' name we pray, and thank you. Hallelujah. And Father, as Daniel did in 9.24, as Nehemiah did in chapter 1, verse 6, we confess of their sins before you. We confess of the sins of their first fathers and their father's fathers until before there was time. We break all yokes of bondage. We renounce all things spoken of in the darkness against them. We break all generational and bloodline curses throughout every branch of their family trees before there was time. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. 
second-order demons, principalities, powers, and strongholds, spiritual host of wickedness, and rulers of darkness in high places. We come against you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We call down fire swords of cherubim to cut you into pieces in Jesus' name. We call down fire of God to launch down from the glory pillar and to burn you into screaming agony, making a public spectacle of you, an example of you across the demonic realm. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ and disarming you, we declare and decree and plead with the courts of heaven for the dispatch of an new company of angels of war and archangels to follow diamond tip sword sharpest razor blades to enter into the spiritual realm and to cut them into pieces and to wage war against them such as never been seen since before there was time in Jesus name hallelujah unclean spirits deaf and dumb spirits anything that cannot call Jesus its Lord and Savior binding or hindering the hearts and the minds of the lost peoples across all of the lands of Europe strong men come out Subordinate spirits, out now, come forth. In the name of Jesus, we decree that it's batch of hundreds of trillions of legions of warrior angels to descend upon you, to strike you deaf, blind, and dumb, place you under arrest, and cast you into the pit. We declare the fire of God to weld the pit shut. We declare the fire of God to permeate the pit and to burn you into screaming agony. And we plead the blood of Jesus to seal the pit, for only the Lamb of God can break the seals. Thank you, Jesus. Even if but for a time, Father, even if but for a time, Lord Jesus, breakthrough, hallelujah. We thank you for the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Save millions. Touch people, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare the holy fire of God, a thorny hedge of protection, and a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to blow it white hot and to encapsulate on all sides, Job 1-9, every single man, woman, and child of every nation, tribe, and tongue across the lands of Europe, even if put for a time, deep into the night, Father God. Let it hit them now in the name of Jesus. And if not now, extend it, Father God, into, uh, deeper into the week and across the weekend. Touch them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Surround them with your holy fire. Let nothing unclean re-enter the clean swept house. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we pray in Jesus' name and decree the crystal river, the living water, your abundant grace to enter into their heart, their soul. Father, in Jesus' name, fertilize that heart. Fertilize the soil. Fertilize the soil in their heart and, 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 and their spirit, Lord, so that they will receive the seeds of these prayers, that these prayers will bear fruit and the fruit will remain. As is said in John fifteen sixteen. hallelujah. We praise you for that. Father, in Jesus' name, as it says in Job 33, 14 and 15, please, Send an innumerable company of angels of light and love in the presence of the Lord Jesus, we pray, to come upon these people in deep dreams, in deep visions, even in supernatural and open visions of the day. Father, we're praying for a miracle here to occur across these lands. We're praying for a special anointing to fall upon the people that are under extreme pressure and duress in the lands of the Ukraine, Father God. We pray in the name of Jesus that angels will appear to them in dreams, in visions of the night, that the Lord Jesus will reach out to them and call them by their name. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that the very presence of the glory of God will fall upon these people, that they will have no doubt in their mind that they have been visited by the Almighty. We praise you, Father, for this anointed touch upon the peoples across these lands, and we pray in Jesus' name that many, many will be t called, and, and they will accept the call. They will fall to their knees and accept Jesus into their heart. Father, we are praying for a miracle to occur. We pray for a continuous 
continuously. We want as many as you would have, Father. Call them. You did not, we did not call you, Father. You called us, and we're asking you, Father, in the name of Jesus, by your power and by the authority that you have given us through the name of Jesus Christ, please, in Jesus' name, to touch people across all of those lands and to save souls in numbers that we cannot even fathom. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Father, that you may be glorified in the works of your awesome Son, our Lord and Advocate, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, Father, for them and for us. Sustain us. Help us to get through the days that we have ahead. Draw us in closer. Help us to become more intimate. Fill us with your love, Father God. Straighten out our path. We praise you, Lord. We trust you. We need you now more than ever, and we know you're there for us. We know you're there, and we thank you for all your help. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We will see you all next Friday, Lord willing. Praise God. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life we are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride. To set her free Watch us as we dream